Hello, this is Ben Eshmade and welcome to the King's Place podcast. On the 1st to the 3rd of May, the multi-talented cellist, singer and actor Matthew Sharp brings an incredible three-day festival entitled Renaissance to King's Place. Bursting with incredible music and virtuoso musicians, inspiration ranges from Shakespeare to the devil. He joined us in Hall 1 with some of his guests in the series, Erilyn Wallen and Claire Hammond. Let's discover what he has in store for his week of new ideas. Here we are behind the scenes backstage in the workshop. We are writing words and music, learning manically words and music and getting ready for these five events across three days. The original inspiration for Renaissance came from various places. One of them was my three-year-old daughter who, wandering around the National Gallery one day, she said, Mommy, look, there's Daddy. Sure enough, there was a guy with a cello in this painting. Miraculously, the painting was called The Sharp Family. But that was one of the strands that started to inform this particular program because I started thinking about my literal family and my musical one. And it's a gathering of, of all of those people on one stage. Uh, my sister and brother-in-law are singing and playing. And Erilyn is one of my oldest, dearest friends and collaborators. Uh, and Claire is, is kind of the other end of the spectrum. She is someone I've literally just started playing with. So she's a, sort of a new member of the family. That's one strand. And the other strand is just the love of my life, really, apart from my family, which is Shakespeare. I always use him as a, an analogy because when I get stuck or feel hemmed in, everything gets freed and released because when I see a Shakespeare play or read anything by Shakespeare, the, the transcendent and the, uh, the bawdy are all part of the same world. And when I go for a, a night out, I think I want an experience that goes to those extremes. I want to laugh and I want to cry. What I'm trying to do with this, uh, these five events is to chart a course through extremes of, uh, of music and uh, genre transcending, if that's a word. One thing I want to talk about as well, you're a singer, a baritone, and you're, you're an actor. I suppose it's that sense, as you said, of breaking down barriers, of creating something that's maybe pure entertainment. Wow, uh, there's a lot in there. Uh, in fact, Erilyn, she's got a great one-liner, which is that she doesn't break down barriers because she doesn't see any. And uh, that's something I happen to believe in too. Okay, let, let's dive into the festival and um, move through the, the four days' worth of concerts that we've got. So let's start with the Thursday. We, we start with Shakespeare. We do. I've given each of the halves of the main concerts Shakespearean titles just 
to kind of focus the mind a little bit. The first half of them of the 7.30 performance is called Oh Fool, I Shall Go Mad, which is a line from Lear. Uh, James Francis Brown has come up with a, a version, a new, entirely new version of Prospero's Isle, uh, which is Tempest-inspired, and words from the Tempest into this, this three-movement cello piano work, which is absolutely gorgeous. It starts in song recital mode. My sister and I and brother-in-law will come on stage and I will also sing some Shakespeare sonnet settings by Rautavara, do Strauss's uh, melodrama, Das Schloss am Meer, which has a kind of Hamlet Ophelia edge to it, I've always thought. And then my sister's going to finish off that song recital section with Ophelia's three songs by Strauss. That's followed by Prospero's Isle. Ye elves of hills, brooks, standing lakes and groves, and ye that on the sands with printless foot do chase the ebbing Neptune and do fly him when he comes back, you demi-puppets that by moonshine do the green sour ringlets make, whereof the you not bites, and you whose pastime is to make midnight mushrumps that rejoice to hear the solemn curfew, by whose aid weak masters though ye be. Then, uh, sticking with the rich world of those Renaissance writers, uh, there's a Marlowe-inspired piece. It's a one-man singing operatic fantasy, wow. if you can believe it, which first time I performed it, I did on a bus up in Aberdeenshire. It's a wonderful piece by Stephen Deasley and Martin Riley, and it explores the rather shaky vulnerability of a man who doesn't really know where he is, whether he's being chased. It's rather paranoid, chased by an Opus Dei kind of MI6 type force, or in fact, the devil himself, maybe. And that opens the door to the, the final bit of the evening's entertainment, which is the Devil's Jukebox, which is a, a little extract from a huge five-hour show I put together for Opera North in which the devil's finest tunes will uh, get everyone's toes tapping and contract signing um, with the fabulous violinist Dave LePage and amazing keyboard piano harpsichord player Dave Gordon. Late Night is ZRI doing Brahms and the Gypsy, which is a project I've been involved with for a while now, where we've rearranged his clarinet quintet for a, a tavern ensemble. So we've swapped second violin and viola for uh, accordion and santori, of course, to give it that very authentic kind of tavern sound, the, the sound that inspired Brahms. I mean, he loved Hungarian, Romanian, Jewish, Italian tunes that he, he heard in the Zum Roten Igel, the ZRI pub in Vienna. We weave in those kinds of tunes into the fabric of his, his clarinet quintet, and it's a great night. So I'm, I'm going to sum this up. Fools and devils for one yeah. concert, yeah. And, then, and then you drag people into a tavern. That's absolutely right. And tavern's very important because obviously Christopher Marlowe was stabbed through the eye in a tavern. Um, it was a put-up job, I think, hitmen, they think, because uh, he was counter-espionage. And that, and that wonderful line, great reckonings in little rooms, comes from a description of that particular event. And I've always thought that great reckonings should be in recital rooms like King's Place, and uh, so that's what I'm trying to do. 
Okay, mo- moving on to Friday and Erilyn, who we'll hear from later in the podcast. This is all about her, I think. Maybe a little bit more of a classy evening. Oh, well, uh, moving on to Friday. Yes, Erilyn, it's the, well, the second half of the main 7.30 concert is devoted entirely to Erilyn uh, and a celebration of, of all her wonderful qualities and musicianship and brilliance. She is, of course, the Renaissance woman of uh classical music so they say in the press and uh, you can really see why because she's not only an amazing composer but singer songwriter singer pianist she's yeah the world at her fingertips I have the answer the answers in a bottle the bottles on the mountain and the mountains My name's Erin Mullen, I'm a composer. You are involved. I presume you got a phone call from Matthew. Is that how it all began? Yes, I got a phone call. It might have been a text from Matthew, but we, Matthew and I go back quite a long way. We've worked in lots of various groups, ensembles, and uh, I consider him one of my favourite musical compadres. be performing two works which I've especially written for him. One is a piece called Dervish for cello and piano which is originally written for himself and Dominic Harlan and is recorded on my CD The Girl in My Alphabet and also and I'm very excited about this where we're getting the London premiere of the cello concerto also written for Matthew Sharp and that hasn't actually been performed since its first performance in 2007 so we're really excited about that. What do you like writing about for the cello? What I love about the cello is the range both uh, in terms of tessitura, but also the emotional range and breadth and the different textures you can get from it. There's always new things to discover in there. When Matthew asked me to write Dervish, what was very strange about that, Matthew was saying, you know, I'd like a six-minute piece with cello and piano, and immediately I came up with the title Dervish. But a lot of that was to do with imagining Matthew's playing. So, for instance, he's a player that can play most sweetly very, very high, but also he gets a great sound from the tenor and the bass range. And I feel it's an instrument that can really fully express a musician's personality. Who are you bringing along to, to play the cello concerto? Well, Will Kuhnhart, a very exciting young conductor, is conducting the Orensky Chamber Orchestra. I've not worked with them before, but I'm very excited about that. And then we thought it'd be fun for me to arrange some of my songs with the orchestra too. I haven't quite decided which ones yet, but we'll do something fun. As a composer and a performer, what inspires you and maybe what's inspiring you at the moment? You know, when I first started out as a composer, I thought I had to wait for inspiration. And then the more... You know, I have to write for my living, so I'm writing all the time. I'm always overwhelmed by how much inspiration there, there is in everyday objects, everyday situations, just travelling here today, walking in the tube. I, I saw a couple of things which could turn into musical pieces, so inspiration is everywhere. I'll set you free I, 
I jumped in at the second half. We should go back to the, the opening of that concert. Undiscovered Country is the title of that half, and this is more in the realms of recital in that it opens with Golihoff's gorgeous cello marimba piece called uh, Marielle, which I'm playing with the fabulous Joby Burgess, uh, and then Rautavara, who appeared with the Shakespeare sonnet settings uh, on the Thursday night. He's reappearing with string quintet, a two cello quintet called Unknown Heavens, which I'm performing with the Sacconi Quartet. All of the music that I've chosen is, is I think, really sensual, dramatic, uncompromising. If it's in any way cerebral, it's equally, if not more so, visceral and makes that kind of proposition to an audience. So there's there's nothing to run away from, that's for sure. And I think there's loads to plunge into, uh, immersive, uplifting flavours. Okay, and uh, you've sneaked in another concert after that as well. Uh, the late night for the Friday night is a, a show called Death's Cabaret, A Love Story, which is a cello concerto, but it also has a narrative woven into it. It's a three-movement work written by Stephen Deasley and Martin Riley again. And it's based on a folk tale, uh, which Martin has reimagined in a very original and current way. Uh, I perform it with the Sacconi String Quartet, and it is a gripping, spellbinding, tear-jerking, uh, and slightly twisted evening, <laughs> if I'm honest. But it is, it, I, we've performed it all over the place, in concert halls, in theatres, in caves underground. And no matter what the demographic of the audience, it's a piece that just reaches the parts and the hearts, because it, at its core is something that we all know about, love and loss. And uh, yeah, it's a really extraordinary work, I think. The last concert of the of the series uh, does draw us back to what we were talking about at the beginning and, and, and your daughter. It's, it's a family concert. That's right. Uh, and I'm performing it with my family. My sister and brother-in-law return to the stage. Uh, Dominic, my brother-in-law, has for the last 18 months been putting on this wonderful family concert called When Yesterday We Met, which is the title of a Rachmaninoff song that Dom and I used to sing a lot, which features in the in the show. And he's a fantastic and uh, unique communicator. He's a pianist. And this hour-long event plunges and investigates and explores the world of, of art song, really. Dominic gets right under the skin of the stories and the innate drama of it all and lays it out, reveals it for audiences of any age, actually. It's, it's not only for children, it's equally for adults and entirely for families. So parents come along and don't expect to be uh, just watching your children enjoy themselves. You're going to be having as good a time as, as they are. It's, it's, a, it's a real slam dunker, I think. Renaissance features premieres by Erilyn Wallen, James Francis Brown and Stephen Deasley, alongside romping tavern nights, concerto meets cabaret and even storytelling for the family. Do check out more on the website. I'm Ben Eshmade and you've been listening to a King's Place podcast. For more details about these events and ticket links, please visit kingsplace.co.uk forward slash renaissance. Thanks for listening.